This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Love them every trash, CMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98 7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Ah, oh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. That's it's right. like the vein of my existence. No, that's not right. I'm almost positive it's Bane. Bane of my existence. My co-host, Dave Rothenberg. I challenge Manilo. I challenge <laughs> Adele. I challenge Swift. I challenge anybody to be better than that. And now that right there is called confidence. Some would say arrogance. I say confidence. Our amazing producers, our fearless leader, RJ Santillo. Greg Zerloin. Wow. Well said. How about the very polarizing Raymond Santiago? You can sound like you're throwing up. Thank you, Ed. Big shout out to the company. Thank you for getting up and listening this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the R&R boys. Archie, you got one today right now? Quincy Doobie. Uh, no idea. Rutgers. No idea. Rutgers. It's special. He really is. Call us what you want. Don't ever call us lazy. You can hear us every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call, 1-800-919-3776. Born ready, Don it. He's born ready, Donna. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. The Wink Martindale saga is officially over. Aaron Rodgers, Tuesdays on McAfee. They've come to an end. The list of NFL coaching vacancies continues to grow. Nick Saban, David, he's calling it quits. He's going to retire. The Mets introduced Luis Severino and Harrison Bader. We're going to hear from Mets president David Stearns. Our former favorite guest, and i got to say it because he's cheating on us with the K-Show, Mel Kuyper at 830. we yeah. got stuff you yeah. missed. Yeah, Mel. We got stuff you missed at nine fifteen, and as always on the Thursday at seven forty-five, we have no observations and did it happen in Florida. But before we get to all of that, it's the start of the new year, and many of us like to make resolutions. I, for example, have decided to bring in the bananas, beautiful bananas, plug and play bananas, beautiful bananas, because apparently Dave's resolution is to not, along with a few others that haven't necessarily caught on yet. For example, he's tried to be more humble. Champion, uh, champion. Nicer to callers. You're a slut to the memorabilia, is what you're saying. <laughs> How about better at his job? OG Ananomi. No, that's uh, not right. You know what? It doesn't matter because in my eyes, he's perfect. Here he is, the one and only David Hugh Rothenberg. That was nice. Well done. Yes. yes. Gets me all, all tingly for a Thursday now. I mean, I was excited for the show, but I think the excitement level jumps numerous notches with that. I mean, it, was a, it was a really good open. Thank you very much. really good open. I I give Raymond all the credit. And RJ. RJ pitched in today, too, as well. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you have the uh, the most talented team in the world working behind you. Uh, We said that, and we said that during our big meeting yesterday. We we sure did. They they even said, you know, anything else on the show? I said, what did I say? I said, guys are unbelievable. said, couldn't be happier with Raymond and RJ. Is that not true? That is a thousand percent true. Also said, show would not be the show without RJ and Raymond. Hundred percent. 100%. 100%. Not, not like not one iota of negativity towards really anybody on the show yesterday. No. Good meeting. Solid meeting. Aww. Yeah. And you never say that. 
Well, I was good, right? I didn't ask any. I just sat there and kind of just took it all in. And and was I okay? Did I ask horrible questions that embarrassed you or embarrassed me or embarrassed the show or or, or you're going to make fun of me today on the on the show for? No, I think it was probably our best meeting as a as a duo. We came in, we had a, a clear plan, and I think we executed it to perfection. Mm-hmm. So it was like a Kyle Shanahan scripted start to the game. Yeah, I mean it was long, it was long, but that was I mean it was necessary. And I thought you we know what great. a long meeting is though. I was I mean as like you, you say you say long like RJ if, if the average person out there here is they were in a long meeting how long would you assume that meeting went like a ballpark figure if you told me a meeting went long I would say a couple of hours yeah it was 30 minutes 40 <laughs> okay. okay it was I don't I don't look at 40 minutes as a long meeting I would say for us in the history of our meetings that 40 minutes is probably long for us no yeah, I mean, listen. It pushed the the what we're probably capable of with our with our ability to you know continue being locked in. But I I thought it was a good solid meeting. Yeah, I was happy with it. I was happy with you, and now I'm happy to have a uh, a beautiful Thursday show with Mel and Nobs. And did it happen in Florida? What you know what think? I think you've done? Yeah, Mel eight thirty, Nobs uh, seven thirty five. Did it happen in Florida? Right after that, stuff you missed nine fifteen. You see how well uh, stuff you missed is doing in the ratings now. Dude, by the way, I'm not even joking. RJ, I'm dead. I am dead serious. Okay, Brian, <laughs> my Brian. What's what time is it now? Six oh five. Do you think he needs to? He needed to qualify his Brian. Uh, like when you hear Brian now, like, like we could be talking about Brian's song, and the, the immediate thought that comes in your head is, "Oh, his Brian." I don't think Ray and, and Ricky needs to qualify his Brian. RJ, his Brian. Right? No, we know that it's his Brian. Listen, you go after Brian on your own. I'm not going after Brian. Listen, I love Brian. Yeah, I'm whatever his last name is. <laughs> I love Brian. <laughs> I've loved him forever. Darnson. First thing he says to me, yeah. RJ Sim yesterday, amazing. Really? Yeah, it's exactly what he says. First thing, favorite part of the show yesterday, the Sim. That's a great man. Yeah, listen, he loves you. How loves can he not? Work. Who doesn't? Have you ever met anybody that doesn't love RJ? They're out there. No. no, I don't think they exist. There's that one guy that was calling and being nasty, and then and then RJ kind of. Oh, know. I think I sound like an elderly woman. Yeah. Well, I, no, I don't think it was that guy. It was a guy again. That, that, remember the, the other guy, and then you you got aggressive and feisty with him in return. You oh, said he was double better. Double-digit points, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. He said he was better looking than RJ. Oh right. yeah. And yeah. I find that hard to believe. Well, only after. Right, listen, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. Go again, down the rabbit hole. No, I, only after we had. You uh, can fit. <laughs> pictures <laughs> exchanged, and and I I felt strongly on the contrary. So you thought so, he was an ugly human being? No, you think you're handsome. I listen. If, if you want to factor height into it, I can't control that. That's why I don't really get get uh I don't get upset about the height thing. I can't. Yeah, but why that. should height be factored in how good looking you are? It has nothing to do with how good looking right. you are. Well, yeah, that's what Peter I'm saying. Peter Dinklage is very handsome. That's oh. not that's not nice. Oh my goodness! What, didn't you say? The, didn't you also say he was good looking? Like like that he had that trash can look. Yeah, something like, like that. Like I live in a trash can kind of look. <laughs> R- RJ might be the most well-liked, respected person that I've ever known. I think I'm a pretty good-looking guy, but I'm more of a, a man. man's man type of look. Right, you're a man's kind man. of a... Belong in a trash can oh. kind of look. Oh. <laughs> Tough to get up for that one. Oh, wow, that's the nastiest thing you've ever said. Yeah, you're good. You, you, he's just got him waiting, waiting there in the holster. And then when you do that kind of stuff to him, he, he goes crazy. I don't think that's good, though, is it? Yeah, but it's, you got to protect yourself. Yeah, I mean Rick like walks your, with a with a weapon, and, and it's you, like your verbal baton. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought, listen, I think all of us, you wouldn't find people that would say bad things. No, I I think no. I who who are you that. thinking of? Me. 
You think there's people out there like a a, a, a tribe that just can't stand you? I don't, I, listen, I think more people like me than don't, but I think I rub people the wrong way. I, yeah! think, I think there are people out there that look at Raymond and say he's, you know, controversial, says a lot of stuff I don't agree with, can be nasty, very, you know, internalizing of stuff. I think there are people that don't like Ray. I think Rick is very well liked, and I think you are almost unanimously loved. Yes. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I think the only criticism I would ever have of RJ is the uh, the whole no T-shirt under the. Yeah, but that's you don't dislike someone because they make a weird no. you know clothing choice. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I dislike them. I'm saying if I had any criticism, that would be the only criticism would be that. That's I, pretty I, darn good though. I, I I tried it last week. Solid, solid. Not sure I'm going to overhaul my the whole wardrobe. Now is it is it a financial thing? Like you don't want to buy <laughs> a lot of t-shirts or undershirts or something like cuz cuz if that is an issue I'd like to I'd like to buy you some. No, I used to wear undershirts under every shirt every day regardless short sleeve long sleeve everything. Did and you then, find you get too sweaty? Like what was the rationale behind just just out there? It's just freeing. Do you, you wear can, underwear? Uh, most of the time, yeah. But why? Listen, well, I think it's a different kind of feeling. It's a different freeing if you're not if you go no gitch. Try one day. Try no undershirt. See how it changes your life. No, yeah, I, no. I don't. No. No, not with the kind of, not the kind of, like, the three-quarter zip-ups that you're wearing. I got to go t-shirt under that. You have to. Have to. Yeah, I mean, you're very confident in your, your underneath style. <laughs> or lack thereof. I really am. Um, so as we're, we're doing this meeting, you see, because, of course, TV always has to be on in every meeting ever, and it always is. And we have Sports Center on. And you see the scroll across the bottom, breaking news. And then what felt like forever, they started showing video of Matt Eberflus. So long that all of us in the meeting gave our opinion. Like, it was ridiculous of what was going to be the news with Matt Eberflus. Like, breaking news, Matt Eberflus. And it was like, he's going to be gone. He's going to stay. What will they do? And I, and, and I remember saying, well, maybe they're, they're showing video of him and they're now confirming that he's going to stay at the very end, and then, like, still 15 seconds later, it felt like forever, 15, 20 seconds later, Matt Eberflus, according to Adam Schefter, keeps his job, will be back with the Bears. And then we kind of broke it down and dissected a little bit to extend the meeting to 40 minutes. But later in the day, Rick, and I can't believe this, we find out Pete Carroll, not going to coach the Seahawks anymore, he's going to move up to some kind of an advisory role, and then the bombshell of all bombshells, Nick Saban's retiring at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a wild day. Wild. The only thing that we didn't get clarification on that would have made it even bigger was Belichick. Yeah, right. I mean, you talk about the two goats, right? I mean, go to college football and then we're figuring out what the the goat of the NFL is going to do. But you talk about like I mean, the coaches that are available. I mean, I think that's why when we were in the meeting and the, the Eberflus news comes out and they just they kept like playing clips of him. Isn't that like, true though? Like didn't you didn't you feel did. like you had minutes to determine what you thought the news was going to be? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like with the with the available candidates, you have the first overall pick. Right? I mean, if and the take, ninth pick. Yeah, well, it's like it, you're keeping them because you're keeping Justin Fields or you're keeping them because you know, cuz you fire the offensive coordinator cuz you're going to draft a a quarterback, but like if you draft a quarterback, you can't you can't decide after next season that this guy stinks. Or in two seasons that this guy stinks, now all of a sudden you bring in a new regime with the quarterback that you drafted, and in year three he has to learn a new system. I don't know. It just doesn't It doesn't feel lined up properly. Well, we, we haven't gotten to the point where they've guaranteed us it's going to be Justin Fields. No, no, I understand, but I'm saying if it, regardless, if it's, going to be, if it's going to be Caleb Williams, right. 
You'd want a new coach? No, I don't need a new coach, but I have Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh available. I got okay. Mike is, there available. Chance, is there I got, a chance? I got Ben with... Johnson. I got off. Like you've seen, like how many how many different situations with young quarterbacks do you see where it's a it's an offensive offensive minded head coach that seems to get the best results? Listen, I agree with you, and plus, I I just think that there are coaches that are better out there than Matt Eberflus, right? I mean, I don't think he's awful, and they clearly play for him, but they're net. They've never been in contention with him. They've never played a big game with him. Would you rather have Harbaugh? But maybe through back channels, they did some, you know, investigative work and found out that any of these big coaches would have no interest in going there. I don't know that that's true. But if you chose Matt Eberflus over some of the coaches available, that seems like a very confounding move to me. Or lack Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know when the next time, when the next time this job is going to be this attractive to anybody. I don't know that this job has ever been that attractive to anybody. The Bears, you talk about the Jets never having a quarterback. The, in the history of the Bears, you know, Sid Luckman, sure, but we're talking about 70, 80 years ago now. Have they ever had a quarterback that you looked at? They went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, for God's sakes. No, so, I mean, you have, a, you have an opportunity now, and maybe you're right. Maybe through back channels they just found out that no one was interested in the job, but I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that you better be sold on, on Matt Eberflus because if you're drafting a quarterback, you can't, if you want to have success, it can't be... In two years, we need a new head coach. Well, you could this argue this working. is the biggest offseason for the Bears in, I mean, God knows how long. Yeah, well, if they get this wrong. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You get this wrong and you have the wrong coach leading the charge here, then you might never get out of I mean, the Bears are one of those teams that are they are never good. They're never good. You know what the other problem is, though? Seriously, like the more I think about this whole thing and, and how the Jets have mis, mishandled this and – and you see, and maybe this is part of the reason why it was time in Seattle for Pete Carroll to to move upstairs. It's just where you see where the NFL is going, how it's you know geared more towards offense and how important the quarterback is. Like, so let's take let's take Houston for example with D'Amico Ryan's been awesome. Maybe right there to win Coach of the Year. I think it's him and Stefanski for Coach of the Year. They're going to host the playoff game. They win the division. C.J. Stroud is a stud. All right, awesome. So the better C.J. Stroud plays the more opportunities their offensive coordinator is going to have to take the job. Right now, maybe you know he's going to get a head coaching job, and maybe you know the quarterback's coach becomes your offensive coordinator. But you're going to lose, like you're going to lose your offensive coordinator. And D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive-minded head coach. He doesn't speak the same language that an offensive guy speaks. Mm-hmm. If the head coach is the offensive guy, doesn't matter if you lose the offensive coordinator. It's going to be the same offensive system because he's he's an offensive coach. It just seems like to me, like if I were to do it. I would have an off like, and I was going to draft the quarterback and try to develop that quarterback. I would want to have an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I, I would think so as well. And I, I would think that this job, and maybe I'm wrong, is as attractive as it, it's ever been, and might be as attractive right now as it'll ever be. Because they're not bad, and they have a whole host of picks, and they can really, they really dictate the draft. They really can can set this down whatever path they want it to be. So. You know, I don't. I really, I don't know. I'd be lying to you if I said I did. Maybe we'll talk to Mel about it at eight thirty. But is the right move to go with Justin Fields? That that, that would get me real nervous because a, I don't think he's great. I, I think you have to pay him, he, and that's and that's B. You have to now pay this guy who again has never played in a big game in his NFL career, ever. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on that front office to make the right decision. So the coaching carousel. It, it, it continues, but differently than we expected, because we were we were not sure about Eberflus, and nobody saw the news out of Seattle coming, and nobody saw Nick Saban in Alabama happening. So we open there 
We'll get into the Jets, of course. We'll get into the uh, the Giants, of course, and there's finally some resolution to this bizarre Wink Martindale situation. A little baseball as well. NFL draft because Mel Kuyper is going to join us at 8.30. It's funny. I spoke to my agent yesterday, and all I want to do is like talk about you know a little work stuff. We can get to this and that. All he wants to do is talk about the draft. That's what everyone wants to do, though. I was like, can, can we can we talk about my career for a minute, and then I'm happy. Well, what do you what do you think? Would would you take Penix at six? Would you consider that? And, and he he knows a ton about it. And all, I said, how about this? We have Kuiper Thursday. We book you for Tuesday. Yeah, I'm usually like, hey, I just talked sports for like four hours mm-hmm. straight. So can we just talk about anything else? Or how yeah, about we just don't talk? How about we just we just sit in silence? That's that's nice. There's something nice about silence. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Finally, Finally Wink, Wink Martindale, Martindale is, is out. I just get nervous that we're going to spin this and it's going to be all Wink, Wink Martindale, Martindale and he's the bad guy. And in fact, there's a lot more Brian Dable to blame in this equation. And that there's a reason that a lot of these coaches thought that this guy was kind of a phony. And that worries me. Mike Rabel instantly goes to becoming a tier one candidate along with Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. Do you think that Brian Dable's welcome has run thin if the Giants were to move on and bring in Belichick or Rabel or Harbaugh? Harbaugh, that the fan base would be excited, or they're all in on Brian Dable. I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are tied at the hip. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. All right, that was a good hour. And now we're into the 7 o'clock hour. DiPietro Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. All right, I'm going to ask you a quick Cuddle Mary Trash. Yep. Cuddle Mary Trash. CMT. Stump Rothenberg, no observations. What's my favorite? 
Cuddle Mary Trish. Oh. And my options are what? And observations. CMT. CMT and stump. Mm-hmm. Oh. RJ, you're playing too. I like no observations, I think. I'm going to marry no observations. Wow, that, that surprises me. I'm going to cuddle. Now, hold on. I'm going to marry Stump, cuddle no observations, and I'm going to trash. How do you trash CMT? I'm going to try to trash CMT. RJ, where are you going? I, I would do the exact same thing, actually. You would marry Stump, you would cuddle knobs, you would trash CMT? I mean, Stump is the, the hallmark. I mean, that's that's the big ticket item, I think, right? Maybe, but it, I mean, CMT is, is, people love that segment. Yeah, but I think people like the the disaster that Nobs and DF could bring. People like the stories of chaos around the world. Raymond? There's, there's a thing. I, I, I'm i with the Mary Raymond Nobs. Raymond Andres? I'm, I'm in the Mary Nobs cuddle uh, stump and trash CMT. But CMT has its elements of trash, too. God forbid you don't like a question. You go... You go off the rails with it. Yeah, well, that's so. the problem with CMT is Dave quits half the time. So, I mean, you can't. Right, right. It's tough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked by these answers, to be honest. Really? I mean, like, sometimes they're enough. Where would you do? Where would you go? Banana. I, I would marry CMT. I would cuddle stump. Oh. And I would trash no observations. Well, that's telling. Why would you trash knobs, it? though? No, it's not that I don't like knobs. Something has to be trashed. Not everything is going to wind up with, with flowers and rainbows. And in this case, I would trash knob observations. Yeah, but knobs is such a well-put-together sound. How about if I throw the feud sound? in there? I look forward to, to knob observations. I think week. RJ's got a hell of a knobs plan for today, too. I'm sure he does. I think they're great. It's not a knock on knob observations to be trashed. Now we bring the feud in, and, and all bets are off. I don't know where it goes then. Well, our feud's always in the trash. No, never in the trash. You just always. don't know how to play the feud properly. No, I know how to play the feud properly. Oh, yeah, but all you do is you go on the website that has... Well, uh, what do you want me to do? Walk down the street and find the first hundred people and start polling them? Maybe. Maybe you know when you do, be, maybe, you know maybe when you do your Stump Rothenberg in Columbus Circle, yeah, maybe ask some questions, too. Central, what, what's better? Beautiful spring day, the birds are chirping, flowers blooming, and, and you walk up to a, a beautiful couple and say, excuse me, would you like to participate in Stump Rothenberg? Does it get better than that? I don't think it does. And then maybe the guy next to you is just peeing on the sidewalk. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> probably so. Um, here's what I'd like to propose right here in front of God and everybody. And that is w- the, the, maybe the week after the Super Bowl, we do the whole wrap-up. We do the, the football frenzy on Monday and around the league and all the, all the beautiful accoutrements that come with the show. And then on Friday, instead of previewing a week that doesn't exist, we do the feud. I'm, I have no problem with that, but it has to be it has to be well prepared for though. I don't know how. I, like, mean, I I don't know how it can be well prepared. The only thing I could do is go unless, and this would be the perfect thing, is if we had a couple of interns. And actually, I think they do at some in some area of the company. A couple of interns we could send out on the street with questions, and then have our own version of Family Feud. I think all Rick means is not googling it in the commercial break before the feud. That's exactly what I mean. You know what? You're, you're you. A, you know what? <laughs> I think that's what he meant. I don't. I don't want to do the show. <laughs> there it is. Not even. Not even CMT, and he's quitting. That was you're like my. You're like my consigliere. I look at you. I, I I throw ideas off of you, and you're 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 my guy who typically has my back. I always have your back. No, not not right now. This is having. I your think back. what Rick means is don't do the googling during the commercial break. R- Rick, that's exactly what I meant. 
You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Really. Is it a real college? You would say, hey, let's play. Is it a real college tomorrow? And then rather than go home and, and actually put a list together, yet you could tell in the moment you were just googling schools. Sam Houston State hammers. Latorno. I mean, my computer froze. Lawarno. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> or Lashorno. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just spitting in the face of, is it a real college? And there have been some gorgeous questions. Yeah, right. Nazareth to Bone came out of that. I know. But in that in that particular moment. Earl <laughs> You just started rhyming. You just started rhyming I names. panicked. <laughs> the stage was too big for me. <laughs> I mean, it worked out because we have something to laugh at. What, whatever. I mean, you, you, you're dead to me. <laughs> oh, totally dead to me. I think. I think. And you say it in this condescending way too. I think what Rick means is don't look up the answers um, in the commercial break right prior to the segment. Oh, listen, I love you enough mm-hmm. to be honest with you. You tell me when I stink, which Always. almost never happens. And I, I, how often am I actually giving you a content critique? Almost never. But. Uh-huh. I think if we're going to do this, uh-huh. and we, listen, I just told you Stump Rothenberg is the best feature segment we do, and I believe uh-huh. that. You know, you know what? At this point, I'm thinking about pulling it right off the table. <laughs> you're you're withdrawing. Very spiteful. Wow. You're taking your trademark and running home with it. Right, yeah. I, I'm, I might ask the powers that be, can I, can I get a Saturday hour back and just do Stump Rothenberg and bring it there? You I don't want like mon- this- I don't want I don't want any more money for doing the show. Can I just you, but you act you act like this hasn't happened recently? Like Friday, this happened. We do we do NFL picks every Friday, every single Friday. You, you, the previous week, you had a bad week. You said, "Well, the reason why I had a bad week is because I was celebrating my fantasy win." Champions, the- champions. Yeah, and then at nine thirty, we're doing picks. You go second to last. I think you went, and you still didn't have your picks. Well, well you know what happened? I wanted to take the Ravens plus three and a half. It switched to three, and then I, I became flummoxed and didn't know what to do and didn't want to take that game anymore. And then you moved off. You know who else you wanted to take? Buffalo Beals. And yeah, I should have taken like, the Beals. But I didn't want to take me... the Beals because all you all you savages took the Beals. By the way, RJ, when you say the Buffalo Beals, you sound like an idiot. I got breaking news. Yeah, this is actual news. Real breaking Big news. news. Jazz hands. This is legit. Yeah, real breaking news. Okay. You want to read it or you want me to read it? I don't know what it is, so it would be better probably if you read it. All right, according to Adam Schefter, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways today after 24 seasons together. Wow. And there it is. And there it is. You got so, Saban. You got Saban on Wednesday. You yep. got Belichick on, on Thursday. So, the, I mean, you could argue the two greatest coaches in the history of the sport. Yes. Right, one, one in college, one in the NFL. Wow. Wow. I mean, we figured this was going to happen, and he doesn't want to be done. No, he wants that record. He's going to keep coaching. Right. So now the question is, where does he wind up? So now the, 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 the team, almost at schools are, now the teams are the Chargers, Washington, Atlanta. Would probably be, off the top of my head, the three that jumped to uh, mind immediately. Yeah, but it sounds like, it, it sounds like the Chargers are where... Jim Harbaugh ends up, maybe so. Now how I gotta about tell you what, one? though, dude. I gotta tell you what. I mean, if you're if you're a bunch of these teams, though, man, and you and you have a coach in place, and there's a chance that Bill Belichick would take your job, I would you get rid of your coach. I would have to seriously consider it. Right, so here's here's the thing, and I want to mention this one, and then I want to run through some of the teams that you think. You know what? Goodbye. We're gonna bring in Belichick. If the well, Cowboys, you got, Ve- you got Vegas too, right? Uh, I don't know that that Belichick and Mark Davis. 
coexist. I don't know if they don't, but I think that'd be a weird pairing. Uh, Cowboys beat the Packers, lose to the Lions. Mike McCarthy back? Uh, is Mike McCarthy back if Bill Belichick wants the job? No, I would hire Bill Belichick. Okay. So do you, do you put the Cowboys in real play if they don't at least go to the NFC Championship game? I think what puts the Cowboys in real play is that Pete Carroll is no longer in Seattle. And I could see Dan Quinn taking the Seattle job. And I've also heard that Belichick and Jerry Jones like each other quite a bit. All right, but is I mean is is Jerry at the point now where he's okay not taking full credit for the Super Bowl? I I don't know. I mean Jerry Jones is well into his eighties at this point. Uh, are you going to die on the hill of I need to be? I mean he's he's the owner, he's the face, he's on the sidelines, he does weekly interviews, which is almost unheard of. So I you, you couldn't be the he brought in Parcells. Yeah. How about how about the Philadelphia Eagles if Sirianni loses to Tampa? Yeah, that would be terrifying. Although I, I feel like the Eagles and Belichick is great. I think he, I mean, would do well anywhere. But I feel like the Eagles are on a downward spiral here. Yeah, but if you believe in Jalen Hurts, right, right. But I, I mean, their best two offensive linemen don't have a lot of time left in the NFL. I understand that, but I mean, just listen to some of the stuff. I and we didn't play it, but I I listened to it. Like just how how it is in Philadelphia compared to how it is in San Francisco. Like, all of a sudden, now you put, you put Bel, you know, Bill Belichick. Remember that, how the Eagles would talk? They actually openly talked about it. Like, you can have fun and win. And the people in New England are like, yeah, you can have fun, but it's not like, yeah, like there has to be work being done. Right. Of course there has to be. And, there, and there should be. And, and now it's another domino is who's going to be the head coach. Because I, I, I was under the mindset all along, Gerard Mayo, Gerard Mayo, Gerard Mayo. I don't feel as confidently, especially with Mike Vrabel now available. Yeah, I was listening to something yesterday where they said that there's some questions as to whether or not Mayo was still the guy, but I think the I think it was it might have been Tom Kern that said it that he still felt like at the end of the day it was probably going to be Mayo. But now that I mean now that Vrabel's available, right? And and I you have to imagine, and I I specifically specifically don't know, but I have to imagine that that Vrabel and and Kraft have a great relationship. Ah, oh, you would think he's in the Ring of Honor there, right? So I mean, you have a guy that's an excellent coach. And yeah. he's now available, and he's one of your own. Do you do you make him the guy? I, well, I think it depends. I mean, it, it, do you like? I mean, do you like the style that Bill Belichick is like? Because Bill Belichick disciples haven't haven't done well, haven't had much success. Yeah, but he's already done well. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about Gerard Mayo. Vrabel's not a Bill Belichick disciple. Okay, you're talking about Mayo. I'm talking about Mayo. Gotcha. Uh, listen, if I was a Patriots fan, I would want. Uh, Mike Vrabel is my head coach. Right. Well, so do you want, I mean, do you want kind of a, I'm sure Gerard Mayo is going to have his own style, but it's going to be probably pretty similar to what Bill Belichick is doing because that's what he's he's seen. So are the guys sick and tired of that? Like we want to change and you bring someone else in from outside the outside the building that also has ties, which Vrabel does? Yeah. I mean, he, he is a he's a New England guy. He's had tremendous success. He has, I imagine, a great relationship with Kraft. Like, you know, when when it was Gerard Mayo is going to be the next one to get the job, I don't think the anticipation was that Mike Vrabel was going to be available. No, I it would just be like this kind of like seamless transition where Bill would would get the record be done and then Gerard Mayo would take over. Now, you as a Jets fan should hope that I I believe that it's Gerard Mayo. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just I and they make big mistake with the with the quarterback. The quarterback because could you imagine if they hit on the quarterback and, and well, it doesn't matter who their coach is, but if it's Vrabel and the young quarterback? No. They, they can great. reset the whole thing. Because yeah, their, like their defense is good anyway. 
I got to think, though, that Bill Belichick's going to want to win right now. Yes. Well, Belichick is in a must must win. Okay. I mean, he's an so, older guy. Right. So it's either he feels good about one of these quarterbacks that they can draft that right away all of a sudden now can step in and have the same kind of success that C.J. Stroud is having and play great defense and win that way, or he's going to have to go to a team that already has an established quarterback. So if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, boy, Belichick to the Bears would have been, I think, a real interesting combination. Well, it's, uh, and that's, that's right, well, again, what, are the, those... what are the Bears doing? Right. This, this could be the greatest free agent crop of coaches ever. And the Bears sit here with huge ammunition heading into the draft and are going to stick with Matt Eberflus? Matt Eberflus. It's wild. I think Atlanta was one of the names that to keep an eye on for Belichick. Yep, he's I not agree. Taking, he's not taking Carolina. If I'm the New Orleans Saints, I, I pick up the phone. Absolutely. I would have fired Dennis Allen already, yeah. if we're being honest. Right. And even if you weren't going to, you certainly would fire him if, uh, if Bill Belichick's available. Right, Vegas. Certainly Vegas. I mean, uh, half Especially the teams with the, the NFL. Ties. Especially with the Brady ties. I would definitely, if I'm Dallas and I lose, I don't get to the NFC Championship game this season, I'm I'm making the phone call. I'm sure Tennessee would love to have him, but he, I, don't, I can't imagine. I'm sure the commanders would love to have him. That instantly, that instantly wipes away the whole you know, Washington commanders. You let him run the entire organization in, in Washington, right? Uh, no, you're gonna. Have I'd rather someone. I'd, I would rather not. I would rather him focus on the coaching, and then he can hire a GM that that he wants. But that's been the biggest problem in New England. This has been his 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 GMs. Yep, his drafts stink, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like Christian Gonzalez is gonna be a good player. Yeah, right. But I mean, we see where the NFL is headed, Ben. You yeah, you got to be able to make bank on on the offense. All right. Let's break. We'll come back. I have Superbox Bonanza in front of me. We'll give away, I mean, a box and maybe huge riches and prizes to go along with that. We got Mel at 830. We got observations. We got did it happen in Florida? I mean, you know what we have. We have calls. We haven't got to a lot of calls. We'll do that as well. Belichick out. Harbaugh looking for work maybe as well. So there's so much to do with the coaching carousel in college and the NFL on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, there's the beautiful music. Thank you so much, Raymond. You're the best. Raymond, have I told you how much I love you lately? And how nice I'm going to be to you for the rest Aww. of the day? All right, when it comes to the NFL playoffs, you got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. So whether you like a home favorite like the Buffalo Bills or Dallas, Buffalo or Dallas, or you like a road dog like the Rams or the Dolphins, you can bet it on FanDuel. And right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Rick. If you don't already have an account, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports partner. Sportsbook partner of the NFL must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For the gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope y at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. And we're going to iron out any issues we might have because he's going to now be a staple of the show moving forward. He is the great Mel Kuyper Jr. Good morning, Mel. How you doing? 
Uh, it's great to be back with a dynamic duo. I, it's, the season begins now. Draft season, we kick it off today, and we roll all the way through. we got first draft podcast every Monday and Thursday with me and Field Yates. So uh, we got another one today. So it's going to be a lot of fun, lots to talk about, and a lot of exciting players at the top of this big board right now. We had Field on the show last week, and we were talking about the podcast. And if you don't listen to it, you're making a great mistake, especially if you love the draft. And everybody here does, and especially with the locals having such you know huge um, – picks in this coming draft. Uh, I want to I want to iron this out before we get to anything else. Uh, Rick is upset with you. I'm not. You went on the K show the other day. Rick felt the way about it. I, I, before we have any animosity and this builds into something that could lead to a divorce, can you tell him that we're your show and you and you, you you're allowed to do other shows, which is what I tried to tell him? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have this exclusivity clause in this contract right now. Now, that's something we could work on down the road, but there's not, none of that in there, so I'm not, I'm not breaking any rules that I know of, so I'm not going to be suspended anytime soon by you guys, I don't think. I think RJ might cut me a little slack there. So until there is that clause, I think I'm okay. So, yeah. Rick? Do you need to chime in before we, we clear well, the air? Well, listen, I guess I'll, I'll blame myself here because I thought I just assumed that it was a monogamous relationship, but I guess I was wrong. That's fine. I actually, I'm actually mad at the K show, too, for putting Mel in a, in a tough spot. Of course, Mel's a good guy. He's going to say yes, but listen, we got him now. I think it's perfect timing for you, Dave, because you're taking a lot of heat on social media right now. That's fine. Lots That's of fine. heat. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take that heat right on. All right, so, so Mel, here's the question. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Do you look... Yeah, it's always something, Mel. Do you look at this and say to yourself right now, and I know things change, one, two, and three are going to all be quarterbacks taken off the board? I think it has to be. How can it be anything else? Uh, You're talking about the Bears. Uh, it could be either trading it or, or taking Caleb Williams, depending upon how they ultimately feel. Remember, a new coordinator coming in, right? So that, how do they feel about Justin Fields? I've said all along, if it's a push, if you're even and you're back and forth like I've been, you have to take Caleb Williams. Now, if it's a significant difference in their minds with Justin and Caleb and say, hey, Justin Fields, we feel he's on his way to being a franchise quarterback. He's so, so close that they think there's a gap there. They have to take Caleb. So that's still to be determined, but that's going to be a quarterback a team trading up to get Caleb. Then Washington, they'll take quarterback. New England has to take quarterback, and that allows Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver Ohio State, to be there for Arizona at four. Then the Chargers looking at a wide receiver offensive tackle. The Giants will have a wide receiver offensive tackle, tight end staring them in the face. Same thing for Tennessee. Atlanta could be the team at eight that gives that pick up to Chicago. Chicago could end up with you know Caleb at one, the eighth pick for Fields, and they pick again at nine. And they could get maybe a two somewhere. They have no two because of the Montez Sweat trade, which was a great trade for them. What turned out beautifully. Montez Sweat led two teams in sacks this year. So I think that's never, never happened before. So at the end of the day, the Bears could have a bonanza and actually could move down with one of those picks instead of having three in the top nine, move down in the galaxy and recoup that two by moving down. So they could really manipulate this draft uh, by trading the first pick or trading Justin Fields that really set themselves up very well moving forward. Mel, in your mind, I know still a lot of time you know, left with the combine and, and everything else, pro days. Is it Caleb Williams and then than everyone else? You know, that's a great question because I go back and forth on that. If you watch Caleb last year in 2022, yeah, there was, there was no, no discussion. If you saw him from the Arizona game 
one forward this year, particularly the Notre Dame game, which fouled the Arizona game, which they ended up coming back and winning in overtime against a really good Arizona team. Jed Fish did a great job there. They won 10 football games. They were unbeatable down the stretch after Noah Fafita took over at quarterback. So I'd say if you saw him up until that point, <laughs> we're not even talking, but you have to go back to those games. What went wrong? What was happening where Caleb didn't look as good as he had? At the end of the day, though, he still had 93 touchdowns he accounted for. That includes the 21 rushing touchdowns. No, like 10 interceptions. And guess what? We can talk all we want about this year not being as great as it was last year. His completion percentage this year was higher than last year. So, and he didn't have Jordan Addison, guys. So, yes, I, for me, it's Caleb Williams. Then the debate, this is the debate, is it Drake May or Jaden Daniels as the second-best quarterback in this draft? That's where you're going to have a lot of work to do to try to figure that one out. I still think Caleb, there's no debate on who the number one quarterback is. All right, Mel Kuyper Jr. with us here, 9870 ESPN. So those are your top three. But Michael Penix had a, a really good, a great season, great semifinal, struggled in the championship game. Is he four? Is McCarthy four? Is Bo Nix four? And how high up the board do you – like, if the Giants determine they want a quarterback, can they take one of those guys six? Or do they have to move back or move up into the first round to get that guy? Well, I'll put it this way. If, if you're looking at Daniel Jones compared to the fourth, fifth, and sixth quarterback in this draft, Daniel Jones is miles ahead. So if, if the Daniel Jones haters out there want to scream and yell at me, go right ahead. That's my opinion. Daniel Jones is light years ahead of everybody else in this draft. The only players that would make quarterbacks would make you think would be the top three. After that, no. So, you know, you've know, you got a much better quarterback, in my opinion, than Daniel Jones. So I'd be happy with that. Uh, and then you can obviously help him by getting a lineman, offensive lineman, wide receiver, tight end at, at the sixth spot. So, yeah, there's no quarterback to consider at six, believe me. I, that, that's not going to happen. Michael Penix Jr. may be, and they say, well, where will he go? The, the medical is going to be big for him. He had four injuries at Indiana. He's been healthy the last two years, so he got banged up at the, in that game where he showed a lot of guts just finishing that game the other night. Uh, like I say, it was unbelievable in the semifinal game, as you noted. Everything he did great in that game, he didn't do well in the game against Michigan. Now, the defense you know, got after him. I get all that, the inside pressure with Graham and, and Grant, uh, and, and obviously having Will Johnson a cornerback, but he was beaten. He just couldn't get the ball to Odunze, couldn't get on the, the ball accurately to his receivers. I don't know. He was like the pitcher that just didn't bring his good stuff. He just didn't have it. He just didn't have it. Like, get him out of there. Second inning, he just doesn't have it. You give him a chance in the third inning. Give him a chance in the fourth inning. You know, and all of a sudden, you got ten runs on the board. <laughs> I just kept waiting for him to find his great stuff. We never, we never saw Michael Penix Jr. find his, his stuff in that game. And, I, and so do you kill him for one game? I don't. I dropped him on the big board from 10 to 15. I didn't drop him to 30, 40, 50. Mel, how many of these quarterbacks do you think go in the first round? I think those are the top three, and then Penix Jr. could be. Uh, I don't – I just don't – J.J. McCarthy loved the kid. Love his competitiveness. I love the way he can move the chain. He can beat you with his legs. I mean, he made throws in that game that were NFL throws. And then he had a couple of throws that were beautiful in key moments that were dropped, one by Colston Loveland, one by Cornelius Johnson. They didn't ask him. They never asked him to carry this team. It was the you know, offensive line in a running game that can the defense that carried this team to a national title. So there was never that wow, you know, unbelievable yes, I see it screams first round with J.J. No, it screams more second round. 
So, no, I, I think you'll have three and potentially four quarterbacks. And maybe J.J. gets four. Maybe somebody does. Maybe it's a quarterback. They always get pushed up. I have, we saw you know, quarterbacks that weren't very good in the NFL still go in the middle of the first round. I'll give you a laundry list of names of those guys, which I can waste time with. You know who they are. So, yeah, there's a chance he could, but I do not right now have a first-round grade. I dropped him out of the top 25. Right now I don't have a first-round grade on J.J. McCarthy. All right, so as we sit here, and we've kind of covered the quarterbacks pretty well, um, Marvin Harrison has to be the top receiver on the board. After that, who do you have as your, your next kind of two, three, four receivers? Well, I'll tell you what, two, three, and four are very, very close to to Marvin. And in, in any other draft, we'd be sitting here being thrilled to have Romo Dunze or Malik Neighbors be wide receiver one. So, yeah, they're going to be the, the battle there is between Rome and Malik to see who do you like better right now. I have Rome at five on the big board, Malik at six. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's a kid by the name of Brian Thomas Jr., the other wide receiver at LSU, who's big. He averaged 17-3 a catch. Uh, he gets late separation. He led the nation with 17 touchdown receptions. Uh, I mean, he had a big jump in production this year. Yes, he needs a little more polish. He's just scratching the surface of what he can become in the NFL. But there's a kid to really keep a close eye. He's going to go very high, uh, as will Keon Coleman from Florida State, who slipped back just a bit and then covered Xavier Worthy at Texas. So this is a really good wide receiver group with six potential first-round wide receivers, but believe me, Romo Dunze and Malik Neighbors are going to go, I think, because you're looking at the, the, uh, the Arizona taking Marvin, then the Chargers, the Giants, Tennessee, you know, Chicago, the Jets, all those teams could take a wide receiver. So I think there's going to be three wide receivers, certainly off the board, by the 10th pick overall. Mel, let me ask you this. It seems like it's a it's an, an epidemic right now in the NFL. It's just it's finding good Good tackles. Like everyone, Jets, Giants, I mean, they've tried, can't fix it. How hard is it, first part of the question, how hard is it to for you to evaluate the tackles coming out of college? And is there one or two that kind of stand out to you in this year's draft that you feel pretty confident saying, you know, first day you plug those guys in, they're going to be your tackle? It's always been a pretty safe position to draft. You know what you're getting there. You have You have flexibility with guys that maybe were left tackles, that they struggle there. Even back in the history of the draft, some of the guys we considered bust were able to solidify the, the, themselves as a guard. Okay, and they moved inside. That can I say you could go you can go left tackle to right tackle, and if you can't handle there, you move inside to guard. So if these kids are talented enough, they're gonna find a home. So the bus factor is very limited. Okay, so you can get product you can get a guy to give you some performance, some decent performances, even if he isn't a is a bust that's a left tackle for the most part. So I think when you look at Olu Fashionu from Penn State, uh, he's gonna go top ten. Joe Alt is going to go offensive tackle Notre Dame is going to go somewhere in the top 10. Troy Fatan, who left tackle, who will be a guard or right tackle in the NFL of Washington, will probably be a mid-first rounder. Uh, the Oregon State kid, Fuaga, Latham, the right tackle at Alabama, Mims, the right tackle at Georgia, Jordan Morgan, left tackle Arizona. You're going to have a lot of offensive linemen go in the first round, but in the top 10, it's fashion new and all. And that's where you say they're left tackles, you think they play right tackle, you think about opportunities with uh, uh, Troy Fatanu to move to guard. I think he'll be a great guard in the NFL, but he's playing left tackle at Washington. So there's going to be, like I say, some, like I say, a lot of offensive linemen going round one. All right, Mel, last one for me, and we'll do this often, so we'll, we'll you know, bring your insight to the listeners here at 98.7 ESPN continuously. 
But I want to ask you about, you talk about the tackles safe. How surprised are you when you did all your homework and, and ranked them and put them up there that Evan Neal has been this much of a massive disappointment so far in his NFL career? Well, I think he's going to be a guard. I think he's going to be an offensive guard. He was in a play guard at Alabama at a high level. And I think, remember Tony Mandarich. They say, oh, he was a bust. He went number one ahead of Troy Aikman. He ended up being a pretty good guard in the NFL, right? So that had over and over. Go love the number. I can list a lot of names of guys that did the exact same thing. So I think that's going to be his home in the NFL. Uh, you know, with Andrew Thomas, you have him. Then you find that right tackle. You, move, you have the opportunity with Neil. You have an opportunity to see if he can develop there. If not, you know, kick him inside the guard. And all of a sudden, you know, Michael Schmitz will be better. You got the right tackle. You move him to guard, and then you're solidifying your offensive line. So I think that's, like I said, that's the, the versatility and the ability to shift offensive linemen around. And Neil has played guard. He played at Alabama. And, and I say a pretty high level. So I think you have a chance to, to, to get this group together if you add that one key piece, whether it's fashion new or all in the, round, in the first round, and then take advantage of some of the depth. And, and you have depth off on the offensive line. So they could go, you know, they have a couple different ways they could go here, but, uh, you know, getting an offensive lineman is a, certainly a possibility. Mel Kuyper joins us here on the show. Last one before I let you go, Mel. So, uh, and it's, hopefully it's not too long, but you saw the impact that Sam Laporte instantly had in Detroit. I want to know how... How good is, is Brock Bowers going to be at this next level? Brock Bowers can do everything you want. I mean, he had the uh, the tightrope surgery this year with the ankle injury, came back from it. Obviously, you come back from that, you're not going to have the impact you did, but it's the way he catches the football, the way he runs after the catch, uh, he'll block. Uh, he's a great kid. Uh, to me, you know, he's pretty safe to go somewhere. Again, you're talking about where the Giants pick, Tennessee. You think about the Jets going down. I mean, he's going to go somewhere in the top ten. And, and you think about, well, where is the tight end position after him? It, it, there's not a Brock Bowers. Jatavian Sanders at Texas didn't have the consistent productivity to be a first-rounder, even though he has first-round talent. you got some other guys that are decent to good. you got some H-backs that I really like. The Westover kid from Washington's a nice player. Sinnott at Kansas State. Nesbitt at North Carolina. Bell at Florida State. But they're all third, fourth-round guys. So it's really Brock Bowers and everybody else at that spot this year. You're the best. We appreciate you. Love your podcast. It's the First Draft Podcast. Drops every Monday and Thursday with our buddy Field Yates and Mel Kuyper. Mel, the best. Talk to you soon. And just know, in our hearts, you'll always be number one. Remember, lack of exclusivity can be a problem. Yeah, but you know know what's great? Whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) you'll do anything to get me to to give in and and, and make this an exclusive deal hey hey keep it coming guys enjoy it it's gonna be a fun ride can't wait thanks mel appreciate you you got it bud have a great weekend with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. 
helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways today after 24 seasons together. Wow. I don't see any way he's done. Fire's still there. You don't think that people are going to be lining up to get Bill Belichick? I mean, if you're a bunch of these teams, though, man, and you have a coach in place, and there's a chance that Bill Belichick would take your job, I would have to seriously consider it. You're not going to You'll never get this chance again. Ever. The same kind of crop. Never. You'll never see this kind of crop ever again, period. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. All right, big news today. Bill Belichick is out in New England. There's a lot of, I mean, we talked about this all morning long since the news broke. And we were talking about Saban, certainly, and Mike Vrabel. And Pete Carroll was shocking. You know, on any different day, Pete Carroll being available, Rick, would be huge news. And it's like, what? Fourth or fifth as far as coaches that are now available. Right, but how available is Pete Carroll? I think he's available. All right. I think he's I mean, coach it, again. I, I, I guess. Like, I don't know. Has he said that yet? Or, I mean, it sounds like he's – it sounds like he wanted to coach the Seahawks, and then there was a meeting, and they decided to, to move on from Pete, and now he's going to take some kind of advisory role with the team. Uh, he's going to take an advisory role because I think that's that's – a job he can have, but I think if he got offered a, a legitimately good job, that he would jump at it. I, I, he didn't want to be done. Sounds like they forced him to be done. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. We don't know though. So yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a a very interesting candidate. But he's, I mean, the guy's seventy two years old. I get it, but so is Belichick. No, I, I understand that, but there's also like Belichick also has a record he's chasing. Um, I have odds for the next. This comes from DK Sportsbook. Next, uh, next job for Belichick. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say the odds right now favor the Falcons. Nope. The Commanders. Nope. Really? Chargers, plus 200. All right, who's second then? Falcons, plus 500. All right. Commanders, plus 600. Interesting. Not the head coach of an NFL team. Plus 700 is fourth. And Panthers is fifth at plus 1,000. Yeah, no chance. I can't imagine he would go there. Now, we talked about this. If, in fact, he wouldn't coach this coming season and Brian Dable were to have a bad year, then I guess that dream of Belichick linking up with the Giants would still have some semblance of a chance. But I I don't know. At that point, he'd be a year older, too. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, in what would be in the best interest of David Tepper in Carolina, if he's going to get this thing figured out, would be having someone like Bill Belichick. The one thing he can do, and RJ says it all the time, there's no salary cap on coaches. He could throw the bag at him. Yeah, but I think Bill is incentivized by winning right now. Not money. He's made a, he's made plenty of money. How are you going to win? Unless, unless he looks at Bryce Young and says he's a really good quarterback. Right. Their defense was actually pretty good. Defense not bad. They have no weapons. And they nope. need to to shore up the offensive line. So if he if he were in theory to look, the thing is I don't want, I don't want David Tepper hanging over me at every turn. No, but I'm saying like anyone with the with the personality, the accomplishments to tell David Tepper to just hey, listen, we're not meeting every week. You own the team, I'll run the team, beat it. What is David Tepper going to say to Bill Belichick football wise? What kind of suggestions not, could David Tepper he make could to give Bill him Belichick? None, but what suggestions realistically should be able to give to to Frank Reich? 
Uh, probably none. I did see a very disturbing Frank Reich video. Uh-oh. That made me understand why kind of maybe uh, he wasn't getting the buy-in he needed in Carolina. What happened with that? I think I, I don't. I think it was the game, the game ball for maybe I think his first win. Okay. Or when they his I, first win, I think they won twice. Or I right? think when they when they won, right. and his his reaction was just like I couldn't imagine being on the team. What, what, what this was one, what? It was muted. It was what? He's, no, he's like this one means a lot. And it, woo, woo, and like no one else, no one else was no like one really, else was wh- whooping and wooing with him. Was like really celebrating mm. with him. Let, let's go to Purple Belt Mike one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Uh, shout out to the company. Um, look, this is one of the best days, and it's sad, but it's one of the best days in Jet history. And that's because this guy is no longer going to torment us for two and a half decades. That idiot caller before that said it wasn't, you know, Belichick's not a good coach or whatever. Even without Brady, we couldn't beat the, the Patriots. We couldn't beat Belichick. I don't know why he had to say stuff down to Belichick. I hate Belichick. I hate him because he's tormented me. And you know that saying, it's like, oh, you know, I wish you the best. I wish him the worst. I hope wherever he goes, he fails. But I'm glad he's at AFC East, and I'm glad he's not the Patriot coach. Yeah. Uh, the only concern, and yes, the fact that Brady's gone, and thanks to call Mike, and Belichick is gone. My concern would be now is, God forbid, they wind up with, you know, if Mayo is really good or they wind up with Vrabel and they hit a home run with the quarterback. It would scare me to death. Yeah, it should scare you to death. I mean, that's that's a well-run organization. But he's not wrong. I mean, it didn't it, it didn't matter. Like there was there was times that you felt like there's no reason why we should lose to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and we would still find ways to lose to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. There, there can't be. I mean, we had that caller before, and then I'm getting tweets from Hinky Haynes saying uh, the caller was 100 percent right. There can't be a large faction of people right that are of the mindset that Bill Belichick was was a disciple of Tom Brady. The people can think what they want. I think those people are crazy. Crazy. God, the guy is a football genius. And if you remember back, even even if even if you believe that Brady gets more of the credit, that first Super Bowl was was Belichick with that defense. You remember the, the in the Super Bowl against that high powered Rams team? Yeah, I remember. I think they won twenty to seventeen, and seven of those points came on a pick six. I don't I don't care. Who you want to give the credit to? There is no, there is no way you could ever say that Bill Belichick is not a great football coach. I think there's people that believe that to be true. Oh, I think those people are nuts. I think they're nuts too, and and I think you should probably give up your like football card if that's your if that's like. Your I mean, if you want to say that you know, as you know, as time has passed here, that you know, Bill Belichick's ability to identify talent in the draft has not been good. I would agree with that. Especially on the offensive side. Yeah, of the ball. if you want to say that Bill Belichick's not an elite GM or even a good GM, I think that's certainly worthy of conversation. But to say that he's a bad coach and was only successful because of Tom Brady is just—it's—it's it's grotesque, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Um, I want to hear a little bit of Pete Carroll. He spoke yesterday after everything that went on in Seattle. Said he still wanted to be the head coach with the Seahawks. I competed pretty hard to be the coach. I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished. And not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. In that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions. We got to a good part, good clean spot where it made sense, and and uh, you know I went along with the, with their intentions. Uh, and then one final one from him: Will you coach yet again? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, today's about today. I don't know that. It, it sounded like he did not want to be done at all. No, it did not. It did not. No, you're right. He gets a phone call. He gets a, a job offer that's a good situation. 
He's a great think, head coach. I think he's coaching. He's a great head coach. Now, what were the what were the names we talked about before having having won a college championship and, and Super Bowl? Did we mention him? You did. He, I, he was, I was the it was the reason he why was one I of the three, and the other two were yes. the Cowboys ones. Okay, mm-hmm. listen, I got a lot going on. Okay, God, too much. I Maybe feel like so. that's something that you would retain though. Uh, but I forget if we started the conversation with Pete Carroll. He's text messaging people. No, we just uh, just for some reason we started a segment talking about um, Jimmy Johnson. Right, we threw Jimmy and, and Barry Switzer in there yeah. randomly. I don't, I don't need right. the nastiness. I asked you a very simple question. You know what's happening now? You right now, you, and I look at you, are becoming the vein of my existence. Cut it out. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'll show you the picture after uh, when we go to break. I actually feel bad right now. About what? I got Cassie. Cassie just sent me a picture that Rocco picked out his own clothes this morning. Uh, does he look ridiculous? No, he looks fine. He's actually got okay. he's actually got good uh, fashion Style? sense. Okay. He walks downstairs, poor kid, in a Sam Darnold Jets jersey. Oh God! Well, well you know what? That's that's on you. Ugh. What is that doing in his closet? Poor kid. Get him a Sauce Gardner jersey. He's a got Brees a Sauce Hall, a Garrett Wilson. He's got all those jerseys. He's decided to put on the Sam Darnold one for yeah, some but, reason. Yeah, but that's on you. You got to clear out the kid's closet. Ugh. No, do a purge this weekend. I've done this kid. No does things. he have a Zach Wilson jersey? Can you can you throw that away too, please? No, he does not have a Zach Wilson jersey. A, 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 a Lakin Tomlinson jersey? <laughs> no. A Makai Beckton jersey? Throw those away and let him choose from. There's enough good players on the Jets. Yeah, plenty. Uh, Bill and Union. Hi, Bill. You're on 98.7. So there's no question Bill Belichick was a really good coach and, a, and is still a great defensive mind. But do we still think he is a great head coach for a current NFL team? Does he yes. really relate yes. with the younger players? Yes. He's Does a he terrific well? Okay. Did they no, win? he doesn't did, draft well. Were they, but you're not giving him that role, right? Were they a playoff team what, in Mac Jones' rookie year? Yes, they were, right? Yes. With a terrible AFC. Oh, come on. Terrible... You know what? Blah, blah, blah. Give me a break. They won, what, 10 games that year? I, I don't. That's what we're going to do? Well, That's that was terrible. Do. The last two seasons have been horrendous. The quarterbacks stink, and they could have the worst p- skill position players in all the NFL. They were 10-7 and seven in uh, Mac Jones' rookie year. Okay. So re- this, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do, yeah. Is we're, we're now going to chip away at Bill Belichick. Uh, I think uh, that's. it feels like that's what's going to happen. So right if now. you're a Jets fan and he's so awful, wouldn't you want him to continue coaching the Patriots? Right. He's been that bad. He's, he's, he's brutal. Give him a lifetime contract. Let it, let him roll out the, the last days that he coaches with New England. Wouldn't you want that to be the case? I still can't believe we lost that first game at uh, MedLife in the rain. The one with the tight end had the long touchdown? Ugh. Was it Farrell Brown? That was terrible. Yeah, that was Farrell Brown. Well, I mean, listen, your quarterback's not good. No, your quarterback's not good, but I also think, I mean, just in the... As we continue this discussion, I think it's also recognizing that if you don't, if you don't have a good quarterback, it's not easy to win. It's nearly impossible. Yeah, but I mean, I can't. I'm not going to defend as good a, as good of a head coach as I think he is. I think he's the greatest coach of all time in the NFL. I can't defend what he did with Mac Jones last season. No, he was bad. They ruined, Mac, and I don't know if they ruined Mac Jones or Mac Jones just wasn't going to be good. But as a rookie, Mac Jones was good. Yeah, but the, I mean that level. I don't know if it's arrogance, whatever you want to call it. But to think that I all th- of a sudden, I think, gonna, I think that's what I would call it. I think there's a lot of arrogance with Bill Belichick. You're going to take Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and have them be, <laughs> them be. The, the offensive coordinators for 
for your second year quarterback seems crazy to me. I'll tell you what, uh, whoever I have, Chargers or whoever, I can get Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick as a package deal. Oof. In a heartbeat. Well, that was the, wasn't that the, because it took a couple days. I thought that was, I, 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 I could have sworn, maybe you told me that or I read a story that, that there was some thought that maybe they work it out and he brings McDaniels back and they stay in New England, but. Well, obviously that's not going to happen now. No, but, but it's probably but tell- good for him. But it's probably good for him too, though. Maybe what, twenty-four years a, in one spot. It's a long time. Go somewhere new, kind of get yourself get, get something different. Finally, it's a long time. T- tell me if you're a Chargers fan, you wouldn't lose your mind if it was Belichick and McDaniel's. I would be interested to hear from a Chargers fan. Would you, if you had the opportunity to get Belichick? Isn't West Har- and East Hanover a Chargers fan? He is, or Har- or Harbaugh. Who would you want? Oh, both both are huge home runs. Let's go to John in Staten Island. Hi, Johnny. Good morning, guys. Let me tell you something. I love hearing RJ's voice in the morning. It just sets me on such a peaceful day. I hope you guys gave him a nice Christmas bonus, man. So I did. That being said, uh, get out of our pockets, okay? Like Serene for the rest of the day. He's wonderful. wonderful. And, and, and you're, judge, you're judging everybody on the show with what they gave or didn't give RJ. So go, go ahead with your point. <laughs> I just want to know why Rick's checking out people's junk, also. But we'll talk about that another time. Because Rick has a, he has a, he has some weird fetishes. Well, there was no sure. junk. There I'm, was I'm, no junk. I'm telling you, I love Rick, but come man, on, he's, Rick. he's a he's a fetish kind of guy. <laughs> I want to shower with you in the if I was on the NHL, man. You you would you go in there with the ruler? See who's who's got no. who beat? No, I'd, I'd size it up, but I wouldn't. I didn't need a ruler. <laughs> anyway, so let me let me just say. So the other day, all right, let me just say it like this. First of all, you stole my thunder because. Well, I was listening to you guys, and I'm like, I definitely think that he should go to the Chargers, Belichick, because he needs a good quarterback. And I only got a problem. Listen, I'm not listen. That other caller, he had some good stats. I didn't know they were that bad without Brady. But to say that he's a terrible coach is ridiculous. He is a great coach. Okay, I think the game's passed him by a little bit. But what I have a problem is when people say he's the greatest NFL coach ever. Look at Andy Reid's record without Mahomes. He made, look what he got out of Donovan McNabb. Oh, Donovan McNabb was a very good quarterback, though, John. Come on. Yeah, but oh, who made come him? On. He wasn't a very good quarterback. Are well, you out of your mind? You don't think finish. Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback? He was a good quarterback, but I think Andy Reid made him a great quarterback. Five NFC championships. With, with, I think that Andy Reid, without Mahomes, his record's like 200 I'll tell you what, and 100 when, when, when they faced each other in the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick clearly outclassed and outcoached Andy Reid. Right, but but, come on, but but this is where you guys go. But he had Brady, he had Gronkowski. He didn't have a better team. Look at Andy Reid's record without Mahomes. He didn't have, a, he didn't have Gronkowski. Wins. And I'm not Gronkowski was probably 12 years old when they beat the Eagles. What, he had Brady, though, right? He had Brady. Okay, all right. He didn't have Gronk yet. All right, I, that's a mistake on my part. I can't, I'm trying to get all my stats together here. That's all right. But, you can't. He can't try Andy Reid's shoes. Okay, oh, you're right. That's, you're the right. Yeah, that's another one. You're another one, John. Love you. Out of your mind. You I love go. you too. Out of love your you mind. Too. Look at this. Out. Uh, honestly, the out of, you should check into a sanitarium. You're out of your mind. He starts with Alex Smith. Out of your mind. Can, you, can anybody possibly hang up on this guy now? It sounded like you were enjoying the banter, so... Out of I, your mind. I wanted to see how he far you would take that. can't shine Andy Reid's shoes. You need to check into a sanitarium. sanitarium very nice. Well, I, don't think those, I don't think those exist anymore. <laughs> well, 
I, maybe I took it too far, but he was upsetting me greatly. You just uh, want the guy to check in for shock therapy. <laughs> uh, I love this. Why? Because every they're... time he gets heated like that, you, you you back away, you let me go after the guy, and you won't say a word. He, does, he doesn't need people... to step in. <laughs> just let it take on a life of its own. You've got it, you've got it under control. That is a horrendous, horrendous take. It is, <laughs> but it was enjoyable. Good. I'm glad. Ugh. Check into a sanitarium. Sanitarium. <laughs> What's the last time a sanitarium? Was I don't open? know. They're not active. Uh, between this one and then the last, the, the first one, where you're like, okay, just tell, just unleash me. Just tell me when you can, when that can be unleashed. <laughs> I'm glad it's all giggles for you. Uh, Getting some nasty emails, by the way. What about you? Yeah, I told you the Mel the Mel Kiper interview came at the right time. The, you were getting a, a just destroyed on on the internet. Got a really mean email. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. Um, this comes from Devin G. He says, Dave, this needs to be said. You know how you always say you worked with all these other hosts in the past and because of you, they were buoyed onto bigger and better things? You're right, but it's not in the way you think. I believe that they were so turned off by having to work with your huge ego, having to hear a very below-average man self-bloviate every day is so tiring that they turned on their A game so they could move on to get a new gig away from you. Now you've finally found three guys that can tolerate and deal with your antics. I don't think you appreciate them nearly enough. Rick is just an easy laugh, so he thinks all your jokes are funny. He pumps up your claims of how great you are. RJ does the same. Ray pushes back a little bit, but then usually completely caves. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but you seem extremely annoying. Very annoying. I hate you. I hope you appreciate (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 <laughs> I was just going to commend I, that this was a very well written, I well thought out. I appreciate piece. what you have with those three because I sure wouldn't be able to do what they do. Again, hate you, Devin. Uh, <laughs> Devin. Yeah. Again, it's very. It, he put a lot into that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but, and it was going for, you know, like it, decent criticism. He uses the word bloviate. That, yeah, that was bloviate. that was interesting. That's and then he just says, "I hate you." To seem smart, multiple times he says, "I hate you." Yeah, I didn't like but what did he say though? Like for a, a, an incredibly below average, man? A, below average, <laughs> yeah, below average. And then I get this from Frank Carbone, who says, "I'm a big Patriots fan. I was in high school in 2005 for the 04 AFC divisional game, Colts Patriots. Was with a bunch of friends at a party." Asked for nobody to tell me the score. All of a sudden, somebody shouts, wow, now it's 6-3 at halftime. Never spoke to that clown again. Waiver is maybe a bit much, but you have people that respect you for doing that. So. Yeah, I don't think the waiver, I mean, I think the waiver is crazy. I think it falls right in line with who I am and what I should expect. No, it falls in line with you putting your buddy in a real tough spot. Well, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, by the way, just so we like get back to... Uh, we got oh, new stuff just, you missed. No, savagely abused poor uh, the poor callers today. Um, Donovan McNabb was the second overall pick. Right. Alex Smith was a first overall pick, and Patrick Mahomes was the tenth overall pick. That's right. Tom McNabb Brady was, was the, excellent. Smith was a good quarterback, and Mahomes is on, on pace to be an all time great. Yeah. And Brady was a sixth round pick, 199th overall. Right. And Bledsoe was the first pick, and he had success there. And. What, what yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it's again, listen, it, it, it's tough to what came first, the chicken or the egg. But I'm telling you right now, I, Tom Brady is he's won seven Super Bowls, man. I mean, he goes to Tampa and wins the Super Bowl. The guy is awesome. But I'm sure if you had a, a, a moment with Tom Brady, he would he would explain to you that it was a, a lot to do with Bill Belichick. Of course. They needed of course. each other. Uh, yeah, and they did. And they did. And they had 
some of the greatest success we've ever seen. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.